This is an ABC podcast. Have you ever dated someone who was great, but their friends just sucked? Having to deal with mates who are a bit annoying is one thing, but what about when your partner's friends are actively bad for them? Maybe they're crap influences or really draining on their time and energy. Or don't show up for your bae the way you think they should. It can be super hard to watch, but you might not know how to intervene without screwing everything up. I'm Nat Tenchich, and if that's something you're going through, don't stress. I'm here to help. On this episode, you'll find out what to do when your partner is dealing with toxic people, how to support them and talk to them about it, what the company your lover keeps says about them as a person, and when to know your limits and maybe call it. Because it's a really sticky situation to be in. You're kind of a third party, but you're also not. You don't want to be possessive or stop your partner from seeing their friends. But also, you can't stand to be around them. And you can't keep letting them do what they're doing to your significant other. That's what Ashley is struggling with. She reckons her partner's mates are kind of emotional vampires. A huge drain on his time and energy. Toxic and giving little in return. She hates seeing him go through this and needs help. Just a warning, this story discusses serious mental health issues. So if you need some support, you can find help in our show notes. My name's Ash. I'm from Providence, Rhode Island. And I'm calling because I think my partner's friends are toxic. Okay. That's a big um, uh, thing to kind of to put out there. And, and you got in touch with us a bit ago. So talk me through... Um, how you and your partner met, how you first met um, their friends and and the whole the whole story from the beginning. Oh God. So him and I have been talking for a year. We met when lockdown was kind of international and we've been having like Zoom dates and stuff. And I don't know, it just kind of turned into something more serious. Yeah, and so you told us that he has, like, a few friends that always need him for emotional support and take a, a lot of his time, and he prioritises that. But there is, like, one friend in particular you're worried about. There's this one person that he had slept with, and they stayed friends, with, which is cool. But um, she wanted more, he didn't. And they were hanging out one time, and she, like, emotionally and, like, verbally abused him. He couldn't talk about it for, like, a week. And I was just like, that's not a friend, somebody that would go to that like degree. A few weeks later, he's like, yeah, she apologized. <laughs> and he's like, perfectly fine. And I'm just like, okay, like, you can't expect me to be totally cool with this person after they did that to you, though. And he's like, well, you know, it's going to put me in an uncomfortable situation because like, I'm not going to abandon my friends and, you know, she apologized and she's going to stay in my life. I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't know. I've been through a lot. Um, I've had like abusive relationships as well. Mm. And I've done like a lot of like soul searching and therapy and just like really kind of improving on myself. So I kind of know how to like set boundaries and that includes like family and friends. That's so tough because this is someone you love and really care about and you know what he needs to do to help himself, but mm-hmm. he's but he's not there. So how does he sort of react when you have brought this up with him? Well, 
he's immature about it. Like he won't be upset or like start an argument. Like he's kind of just like quiet and it's almost like he part of him knows that I'm right. But he's not ready to kind of accept that the only few friends in his life are not the healthiest friends. He'll like also tell me that his friends will be like upset with them if he doesn't give them their undivided attention. Like suddenly he's selfish. I know that there are people out there that will say that they're your friends when, you know, you're giving them something like it's convenient and you know, suddenly you find yourself completely emotionally drained and you don't know why. And it's, the people that you hold that you have around you it's been turning into a problem because when we talk he's drained and sometimes he doesn't have like the time to like hold space which is important since we're doing a long distance thing and I'm just like okay this is like seeping into other parts of your life do you not see this and he's like no like I'm helping my friends wouldn't you <laughs> so have you like have you met them like do you know how they feel about you no he doesn't like he does not want to integrate them with me I've even suggested that. I was like, okay, so based on what you're telling me, like, I'm not hearing good things. So what if like you slowly kind of like made like a group chat or something, or I could FaceTime you. And he's like, that's just really, that makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah. I think that's an issue. I think that's something to address. It sounds like a really, really tough situation though, Ashley, like, man. Do you think there's something to your discomfort in the fact that these are all people he's kind of either dated or met with the intention of dating? No, I mean, I've like had like issues in the past when it comes to trust, but his personality and the way that he's been transparent with me, like, I don't care. Obviously, it's a little bit awkward, but it would be one thing that like, there's like genuine friendship there and that they're helping him grow as a person, but they're not. So it's like, okay, people that you've dated that you should have definitely have like dumped completely. Yeah. (laughs) It's like he checks all the boxes. He's like emotionally available and we're complete opposites in a lot of things, but it works. (laughs) And I would be so upset if I would have to walk away from something that has like potential just because of the people he keeps around him it makes me worried about the future because I'm a strong believer and like like the people you have around you that says a lot about you. So it's like, are you that kind of person that just constantly has drama and you're stuck in like a, a rut constantly? There's like always an issue. Like there's no talk of self-growth or self-awareness. So yeah, I don't want my growth stunted because I already did that. <laughs> And I want to move forward and I see so much potential in him. And it just like kind of breaks my heart to see that he's just dealing with that. What on earth can Ash do about this? While Ash's situation seems pretty specific, this struggle of wanting to save or protect your partner from shitty people is pretty universal. So you're going to hear some answers for her that you can apply to your life too. From couples therapist Liz Neal. So before you do anything, you have to ask yourself a few questions. One, how do you know you're not just feeling jealous? Jealousy is a bitch, and when you feel threatened by someone, it can distort your view of a situation. When it comes to Ashley's situation, it's easy to think jealousy is to blame, but Liz reckons there's more to it. It's a really tricky one, isn't it? Because ultimately, 
her partner thinks one way about this and she thinks differently. And the, it, it's a problem for Ash. So where there are different expectations around the involvement of friends, the, there's a clash of these ex- different expectations and, and mostly it's problematic for her because he's saying, hey, like this is something that is important to me. Um, these people are important to me. I need you to be okay with that. But she's saying this, this just doesn't sit right for me. So the problem here is that if she kind of goes in with criticism and that is likely to happen if we're not feeling heard, he's potentially going to become defensive of the reason why he's maintaining these friendships. So the best way she can approach this is to go in to talk about how it's affecting her. And and I, and I did hear her say that when they talk together with each other, he's actually quite drained because he's been dealing with a friend that's rocked up who's really needing him. He doesn't have any capacity for Ash and it's his partner who he should be prioritising. The problem, though, is that it doesn't sound as though he's able at all to see her perspective. And so if she can come in from a place of, you know, this is actually this is actually really starting to seem like it's affecting you, as your partner, I'm concerned about you, how can we tackle this together? There may be some scope for him to be able to see it from her perspective. But then yet again, it also sounds as though she's kind of tried that and and he's not actually thinking about that in that insightful way. It It's actually fundamentally a really difficult set of circumstances. So you'll know it's not jealousy by working out whether or not the friend's behaviour really is toxic. So question number two, how do you know it's toxic behaviour? We're pretty on the lookout for toxic red flags these days. Education about abusive relationships and mental health have a scouting hard for bad behaviour. But when is it really a concern? Liz Neal says it's all about how it's impacting you and the relationship. I think that um, if it seems as though it is sucking the life out of you, so it's taking from you rather than a kind of a sense of give and take. So in a good quality relationship, there's being there for each other at times, but it always comes down to balance. So if he's upset about the situation, then he can be there with friends that support him and that that's reciprocated. The, the, the concern I have with this situation with Ash is that the, the friendships seem short term. One of these women is a person who he's already hooked up with sexually. So there's a really a real imbalance that's really clear in the way it's being described, which is why we might just think about this as it being toxic because it is less reciprocated and being there for each other and caring about each other with compassion over a long term, like a long kind of series of years. But there's this short-term element to some of these relationships that have had this history there of um, rejection. So the, 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 the woman that he slept with that uh, he didn't want to continue with, so she would be feeling rejected and therefore that's why she's come back quite angry. So there is a real imbalance and which indicates it's toxic because it's, there's no sense of mutual um, and shared interaction and engagement. The, 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 the foundation and the contract, if you like, the, sort of the contract of the relationship is not equal. It's not looking like a friendship. It's looking like a damaged relationship. So it's pretty clear then that Ash's boyf is in a toxic search, right? 
And there are some more obvious signs that a friendship is bad news. Like if your partner's mates are preventing them from recovering from drug addiction, you have to put your foot down for their well-being and your own. That's what hookup listener Katie did with her ex when she came to a breaking point over his mates' bad influence on him and his health. Basically, he was using drugs prior to us meeting. I wasn't, and he told me that he'd stop everything, finish that life, you know, start fresh, etc. I found that his friends... So he tried to set boundaries, like, you know, I'm not going to see this person, I'm not going to see that person. They are using drugs. They actually couldn't respect that he was trying to set boundaries. I actually think that's a really shit friend. Like, your Mm. friends should be the people that pull you up and say, hey, this isn't a good decision, or do you think this is the right thing to do? Not be like, oh, okay, so you're going to use drugs anyway, so you may as well use with me. Like, if you're going to use them anyway, if you're looking for drugs, like, you may as well come and use them with me. This happened four times. Obviously, I'm an idiot for sticking around. So um, you so you came, to a, you came to a breaking point, I guess, where it was like, it's me or it's me or your mates, right? Yeah, and I never wanted to be that person. Like, I really tried to work with, you know, oh, you know, they're your friends and, you know, I'm coming into meeting them and whatever, it did get to the point of like, you know, we have a child together and if you're going to continually put A, yourself and your friends before us, then that's a choice that you're making. And I literally, when I sat him down at the start of the year and said that, he obviously didn't believe that I meant what I said. Yeah. And when I did, you know, end things, yeah. I think, a massive realisation. He's kind of sounds like he's in a better place now. But, yeah, he's definitely lost contact with all of those people. Liz says that in a situation like this, it's not just about the friends. There's more going on. And you have to look out for your own safety first because some situations are beyond your control to fix. It's also about the concern that, that each of these women have about the effects that these friends are having on them. And so there's the the stress involved in in kind of a caretaking friendship role for, for women who are in a really bad place, that so that's having an effect on, on him. But then there's also the, um, the issue with the addiction and that in itself is a problem. So there's, it's so, it's so complex because these aren't just people who are a little bit annoying or, you know, vote in, in ways that you don't or, you know, just kind of, you kind of think, oh, this, you know, your friend, I find that person really annoying, but I can tolerate them. These friendships have this quite significant impact on the partner in behaving in ways that is really distressing for the person. And so I guess that the problem with some of this as well is that when this goes on, there's deception involved in how the partner maintains this. So things like, you know, we, well, just one drink led to another and, and then we started, you know, taking things further. And so the kind of the covering up of the story that is going on in regards to what's happening with the friend of the partner is also an added element to leaving things really insecure. And when we feel insecure in a relationship, when we don't feel that we're getting all the facts, when we feel that we can't trust 
when trust is broken and there's a pattern of deception that doesn't get sorted out, then it does leave us feeling as though this might not be the best relationship for us. And that's often <clears throat> why relationships in these circumstances would end. The only way that this can be turned around, again, is that if it can be recognised and that there's some responsibility taken for the behaviour that is upsetting the, the person in the relationship. Okay, so it's not just you, it's a legit problem. And that brings us to question number three. What can you actually do here? You can't just tell your bae to ditch their friends. You could highlight the crappy behaviour and help your partner see it objectively, but Liz says this doesn't always work. We can look at this as quite an objective problem. What you're doing here with either these people or when you're off to take drugs, this seems like it's problematic for you. And as your partner, I'm concerned about you. And so the only way that this can work better for the couple is for Ash's perspective to be truly understood by him. But the problem with couple conflict is that we make these shortcut conclusions about the other person's perspective. So it's quite likely that she would be talking about this with him. She'll be saying, hey, like, this is a bit of a problem for me. He defends either himself or defends the friend for whatever reason. He can't say no or draw boundaries despite him being exhausted or um, feeling overwhelmed by the involvement that he has with these people when they're needy and needing him. So he can't see that himself. And the only way this can work is if he is able to see her perspective truly for how it's represented. So rather than thinking, look, you're just jealous, him being able to realise, actually, you know what, maybe you have a point. I haven't even thought about it like that, but but maybe this isn't good for me. And maybe it is okay for me to say no, because when couples work really well, when relationships work really well, there's a there's a kind of a joining of perspectives and a, a sort of a sense of compromise. And taking on the alternative view ends up being a good thing. So the best outcome here is a little bit of give and take from her, realising, look, I know you have these friends and I know that these are people clearly that, that are important to you. At the same time, taking calls at 2am or in being in a friendship that is clearly quite one-sided and that involves more taking from than reciprocal engagement, it's just not going to be a good thing long-term. And actually, it's okay to say no. So the only way this is going to work for this couple is if he is able and willing to really see it from her perspective and then together kind of decide, well, what can we do about that? Like, And, and again, that she proposed joining you know, creating a WhatsApp group or um, a group that mm. means that they can have all of that transparency. I guess my concern is that he has refused to cooperate with some really quite reasonable ways to manage this better rather than cutting these friends out altogether. Yeah. So my concern there is that he's not willing to cooperate with something that's actually quite reasonable. Yeah, because it's hard to see toxic stuff happening to you when you're in it. But as a partner, you can make the conversation about the health of your relationship instead. Ashley says she's been struggling with getting the time and energy she wants from her partner. So by framing it about that, 
the we instead of the them, you make it less attacky, or so Liz says. If she can convey that this is leaving her feeling really insecure, then if they're in a good relationship with each other, then he he needs to be able to realise, I didn't realise that you were feeling insecure. Having thought about it now, actually that makes sense to me, then yes, I'm willing to actually rethink this and, and, and do this differently because it's the concern for the other person and how they feel about it that, that would move things. So what if they still say, no, these are my friends and I want to be with them? Well, there might be some internal stuff they're dealing with that means it's harder to drop the dead weight in their life. Liz says you could encourage them to get some professional help for themselves that might help them see the situation if more clearly. If we think about the stages of change model, essentially, that where a behaviour is problematic. So something like addiction, where it's sort of, it's, it's, it's crossed a line and it's problematic. And the, for the, the couple who had the child and ended up um, splitting up with Kate, you know, this partner is obviously doing things that, making choices that are really destructive in a quite objective sense. And he, though, isn't in even a state of, of, of willingness to recognise that. So there's a bit of denial going on and there's a lack of contemplation about making change. Um, and even with Ash, you know, if she's, if, if, if fundamentally she's not saying, I don't want you to have these friends at all, she's saying, this makes me a bit uncomfortable, so can you include me, can you integrate me into your life with your friends and he's still refusing to then the the kind of the sense that this this doesn't quite make sense and it's and it's potentially problematic for the person themselves the, the person who's engaging in this stuff if there's a bit of a kind of an unwillingness to see that then it does leave the relationship and the conversations around that really really stuck so the person is potentially in denial that what they're doing is problematic. And and that's going to be a really difficult kind of place to live in in relationship. At the end of it all, you can't control who your partner spends time with. Many try, but that's also toxic, shitty behaviour. And you definitely want to avoid that one. So you might have to head into breakup territory. If he refuses and continues then this may end up being a deal breaker for her. And she would need to accept, well, this is this is something that I don't like. I've given everything I can to try and do this differently, but he's not budging. He's being really rigid about this. She either would have to accept it or call it as a deal breaker. And usually when you're not able to have meaningful conversations that allows you to put change in place, that's kind of often where couples get to. So the only way around it, the only way around it is for a good, meaningful conversation to be had that moves him to in a, into a place of understanding of her perspective that creates a sense of concern for how she's feeling that means it's actually worthwhile for him to do this differently and not just for her sake but the golden bit there would be for him to realise, actually, you know what, this isn't good for me either. And so these are the boundaries I'm going to put into place. So that's the best outcome there. So yeah, it's an incredibly tough situation. But there are options if you communicate openly and honestly with love and empathy. 
It's never going to be easy. These kinds of relationships are complicated. But when you can't separate your lover from the toxicity around them, the best thing you can do is get the heck out of there. It hurts, but it's going to be better for you in the long run. Let me know if you have a similar story or just any sex relationship or love dilemma you need help with. Ashley's story came from our email inbox, which you can hit at thehookup at abc.net.au. You can also DM us on Instagram at Triple J The Hookup. Share this pod with someone you know who might need it and leave us a review too. It helps people find us. I'll catch you next time.